Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that is the sound of rock cracking. You've come to the right place. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Yay. Hey, listen to last week's show. We did celebrate the 4th of July. We celebrated Americans, America's independence. And we're glad you're listening to us. The heat of the summer is... Uh, getting getting hot it's getting hot out there folks and the heat of politics is uh heating up and as you know uh biden continues to just is he running the country is he not running the country is he giving us uh giving america something to look forward to or is he dividing us uh, dividing us is what the biden administration is doing everything from putting a critical race theory into the american military forcing forcing them to listen to the uh, critical race theory that is uh, it's it's not true. There's some proven lies in the whole concept, and yet uh, the military is making um, the military leadership making people listen to this. And we we do hear uh, we've heard Senator Cotton and other bring military leaders to task, say why and and but we know why it's the Biden administration. So today's show what what are conservatives doing we, we know when president trump was banned from twitter banned from facebook banned 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 uh what what happened well people said the conservatives need to get together they need to have their own platform is that happening we're going to talk about that on today's show some things are going on out there between getter and uh hey there's a new phone out there our guest next week will be eric finman who they're talking about a freedom phone have you heard of it I had not either, but we're going to have him on next week to see what he tells us about the, uh, the new Freedom Phone. And so a uh, lot to look forward to in today's show. Listen up. And the next week we'll be talking about the Freedom Phone with uh, the man who's bringing it to America, Eric Finman. So before we get started, let me just remind you, last month we had a great uh, show with uh, Alan, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, the Harvard professor and taught law school for decades. And I heard something on Newsmax where he was talking about, you remember, again, they've tried everything in the world to get Trump. So they they haven't found anything to get Trump. So what are they doing? Listen to what they've done to the CFO of the Trump or organization that had been there for many years. It's sad that political enemies will go after someone for politics. And that's what seems to be happening in the state of New York. Take a listen to what Alan Dershowitz had to say on Newsmax uh, a couple of weeks ago. Take a listen. 
prosecutors go after the Trump organization this week. They cuffed the elderly CFO and they perp walked him out in front of all the cameras to make a big scene about it. So let's bring in legal legend Alan Dershowitz to discuss this. He represented President Trump in his first impeachment trial. He's also the host of the great podcast, The Dersh Show. He's also the author of The Case Against New Censorship, Protecting Free Speech from Big Tech, Progressives, and Universities. Welcome, sir. I've been looking forward to this all week because I've been following this case very closely. I've spoken to some people very close to this. They basically found a bunch of rental, you know, company cars and some nights at an apartment that he didn't pay taxes on. What do you make of this? Well, first, they're going to throw out all the charges that relate to the federal government. You can't get a city, sitting district attorney indicting somebody for failing to pay federal income taxes when the IRS hasn't even gone after him. But one of the charges, a major charge, is grand larceny yeah. against the United States government. That shows the extent to which they are prepared to stretch existing law and the Constitution to give them authority over federal taxes. It's, it's absurd. Um, it's, it's, if his name was not what it is and he didn't work for the Trump company, he would never be indicted. He would get a letter from the IRS saying, you know, you owe some back taxes, please pay it with interest. Yeah, but one of the big things that I want to focus on here is like, this is the, the, the junk, the garbage, the absolute awfulness that they do in like Russia or the Soviet Union, you know, when that was around. I mean, this is something they went after the finance because it's always follow the money. They said, we're going to twist this guy. We're going to charge. We're going to charge him with grand larceny for not reporting taxes on the fact that Donald Trump had a valued employee and paid for his kids to go to private school for a year. They're charging him with grand larceny on that. Are you kidding me? This is absolutely insane. They're using the local office to, like you said, prosecute federal crimes for something just to try to push him to get him to turn on something else? I mean, what's the end result here? Well, the end result is either he will or he won't turn. If he doesn't turn, they will sentence him to prison, probably not a long prison term, generally for uh, crimes like this relating to relatively small amount of taxes. Uh, there's either no prison time or a small amount of prison time, or he will turn. And the dominoes will fall. That's the goal, to try to get people like him to testify against the higher-ups. The ultimate goal here, obviously, is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And the question is, will they get people to turn on him? And can you believe the evidence of people who have essentially been bribed to pay? Um, that's the way the system works. It works for both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea that people are basically paid with years in prison to become witnesses. If a defense attorney ever paid a nickel to a witness, the defense attorney would be disbarred. But prosecutors are allowed to give life and liberty in exchange for testimony, which juries are expected to believe. It's just not the way the system should work. It is crazy. Now, Alan Weisberger, he pled, obviously pled not guilty. President Trump's not being charged with anything. His sons aren't being charged with anything. Uh, is this a, like we said, are they trying to, to, to go up the tree and twist one guy to, to turn on them? No question. And who do you think really perfected that ta that technique? It was Rudy Giuliani when he was the U.S. attorney in New York. He came to my class one day at Harvard and he talked about the domino theory of prosecution. You knock down the lowest domino, then he'll knock down another domino. Ultimately, you'll get to the top domino. And, you know, it's it's common. But the idea of using it for political purposes in order to try to discourage somebody from running for president Look, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I voted for 
Joe Biden, for Hillary Clinton, for Barack Obama. I'm a liberal Democrat, but I'm appalled by this method of law enforcement. And whether you're a Democrat or Republican, a liberal or conservative, you know, you're next. If they yeah. can use these law enforcement techniques against a former president and his people, they can use it against anybody they don't like. Right. And that is exactly what uh, we talked about in some form and fashion on, on the interview that Doc Holliday had with Alan Dershowitz just last month. And the way the left is using laws and the way they're on the books now, it leads us to uh, just sometimes bewilderment about the direction this country is going. And in a minute here on Newsmax, I, I'll go ahead and play this. Uh, he asked uh, uh, Professor Dershowitz about, uh, you know, what can be done to libel laws? Do they need to be changed? So uh, listen to the second part of the interview here because it's important for you to know. That's why I'm playing this. That's why we had Alan Dershowitz on. He, you heard him say he voted for Hillary Clinton. He voted for uh, uh, Joe Biden, for Barack Obama. He's a liberal Democrat. I had him on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics because he stands on the Constitution, and the Constitution is so important that he's taken all this flack from the leftists, from the communists, from the socialists, even though he's really uh, the liberal Democrat that they so much like. But he will stand up for the Constitution. That's why he's on, right here. We had him last month and he, on our show. And, and I'm playing this because he's so important. He's a voice that understands what the Constitution stands for. And that is not what the liberal Democrats are standing for today. So uh, fin I'll listen to the last part of this uh, Newsmax interview. And then we're going to talk about what the social media is doing in this country now. Uh, and what the conservatives are trying to do to fight back. Now, I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit because you literally wrote the book on this. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas said they want to revisit libel laws. And, you know, because of the, the spread of social media and the ease of me to type something up, hit send, and a billion people see it if it goes viral, I mean, it, it, what will be the practical application if they're actually able to change the laws? Well, it's interesting. I really did write the book on this because I was a law clerk for New York Times versus Sullivan. So I was back there in the day in 1964. And I do think that there has to be some revision that the social media have changed uh, everything. And it has to become more possible to sue not only social media. Look, as you know, I'm suing CNN. They doctored a tape of mine. They left out the words uh, illegal or unlawful and then had their pundits on television having me say the president can do anything unlawful or illegal, even though I said exactly opposite, and I'm suing them. And I'm hoping the Supreme Court, if they have to take the case ultimately, will use it as a vehicle for saying, look, uh, the media can't just get away with lying uh, and deliberately making up stories. I think that the time for some kind of accountability consistent mm. with freedom of speech and with the marketplace of ideas, the time has come to reconsider some of that. I completely agree. And here, Doc Holliday's rock split in politics. We agree with that also. Very important for America to understand that. Very important for the liberal Democrats to understand that. The socialists and communists will never understand that because they are trying to tear our country apart and start at ground zero. And the liberal Democrats need to wake up, smell the coffee, and understand it. Alan Dershowitz understands it. Why can't other liberal Democrats understand the socialists and communists want to undermine our nation? They want to destroy our way of government. And the liberal Democrats 
are opening the capital doors for them. That's what's going on, folks. They're opening the capital doors just like the security did for those uh, uh, the American patriots, Trumpers, who so wanted to stand up for Trump, and they were, it was a trap. It set them up, and the security let them in, and now they're being prosecuted like uh, the Soviet Union used to prosecute prosecuting anybody to try to have free speech in the Soviet Union. Okay, let's get to what's going on with social media. The conservatives, we know what's happened. We know uh, he, President Trump was banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook, banned from all these different uh, uh, platforms. So what what happened? Well, we know that uh, there was, uh, if you know, people going, well, if you don't like big tech's rules, then you need to do something on your own. There's enough conservatives. Should be enough conservatives that can build up some money and make your own out. Well, what happened, you remember, right, when all this was happening when Trump was banned early on in uh, January of this year. A parlor, they, they said, hey, we, we got a social media site, and come join us on parlor. And it went wild. Everybody was joining parlor. The, the, in the, and so everybody said, you know, uh, well, let's join Parler, and the conservatives came on Parler. But Big Tech, what did they do? You remember, they, they were outraged that Parler was growing. And so Apple and Google, they banned the site from their app stores. Amazon cut off Parler from its web hosting service. They couldn't be hosted on the tech technology and and so the other big companies they they came together to cut off and sever ties to parlor and just cut the legs right out from under them and 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 that is what uh you know led people say what can you do what can you do big tech owns everything and and there's other things i just to put it out there the new york post you know, they put out a story on Hunter Biden's laptop. Nobody else would touch it. Nobody, everybody acted like nothing here. Let's don't look at it. And then the New York Post, back about a month before the election, put out the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. And, and it was suppressed. You couldn't talk about it on Facebook. You couldn't talk about it on Twitter. You couldn't talk about it anywhere. It was suppressed. It was taken off, and it was like nothing was there. Twitter suspended the New York Post account and stopped all users from sharing the article. Facebook, they, they ripped it off their platform. You couldn't say anything about Hunter uh, Biden's lap, laptop. And eventually... You know, uh, you know, after the election, I believe they apologized. Oh, we probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, right after the election. And, and the same thing, you know, one thing, Instagram. They censored the people put the accurate FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation Crime Statistics. They put it on Instagram, and Instagram labeled the content hate speech. They were using accurate crime statistics. It was labeled as hate speech. Instagram didn't like what they were seeing, and uh, they it became so so offensive to the big tech, even though it was um, true. They took it off. They were facts, and they were taken off. 
And that's what we're dealing with right here in America today. Uh, like somebody says, oh, you can go back to the book that Barack Obama wrote in his autobiography. His autobiography, and they're talking about, well, he, nobody ever knew that girlfriend. He talked a whole chapter dealing with a girlfriend, and then nobody ever knew her, couldn't find her. Then he said, oh, it was a narrative of some of the things. I didn't really want to tell the whole story, so it's a narrative. Well, it's not autobiography then. He made it up. He made it up. He made the story up. Admitted it and just said, well, it was a narrative. And that's why we got big tech news media doing now. Not even the, the big tech won't say narrative out there. And if you put the truth out, it doesn't go along with their narrative. You, it's out of here. Why do you think that Black Lives Matter being pushed, 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 and, and they're getting money from the corporations? We talked about that. Money from the corporations and Black Lives Matter wants those corporations cut down to their knees if they get in charge the socialists will just <laughs> they'll, they'll tax them to death they'll ban them they'll get rid of the corporations if they have their way with the socialism and communism that the black lives matter organization supports hey listen you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday we're glad you're listening to us in a minute, we're going to go into detail some of the things conservative Americans are doing and putting together to help uh, get around the big tech censorship. There's some things that are exciting out there, and we'll see what the, what they're doing. But let me first remind you, we got a book out called Bedrock Truths. It's, uh, you can go to www.docholiday.org. Holiday's got two L's in it. Go there and you can order Bedrock Truths, written by Dr. Ed Holliday, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. We'd love to get the, one of those books out to you if you'd like to order one. So uh, yeah, go, go to the website, www.docholliday.org. Now, uh, like I said, we're going to uh, get into the second part of the show and, and, and play. i got a couple of clips to play and let you understand what is out there that is trying to battle this big tech. First, take a listen to this. A lot of folks think the conservatives are on the run. Are they going to catch the Midnight Rider? <laughs> That's from the Allman Brothers Band. And uh, sometimes people think it's it's about over. Uh, that's what the left wants you to think. They want you to think it's over. It's worth giving up. They want you to give up. That's the only way the communists will take over this country if people give up. Do not give up. Do not let down. Keep telling the truth people who believe in a narrative and the lies that are written within a narrative are they're going to collapse believe me they will collapse at some point if we keep telling the truth tell the truth and stick with the truth and that's what we want to do here at doc holiday's rock splitting politics because i believe in america's dna we love freedom 
and we love the truth and we got to make sure we tell the truth get back to the truth and let the narrative fall in that trash heap of history forever all this garbage out there that they're trying to peddle as truth they don't call it truth they say it's a narrative it's what it is and it's a bunch of uh, balder dash okay let's get to the truth and speaking about that let's uh let me play this clip there is something out there that president trump has talked about now is it his platform no but it's called getter g-e-t-t-r getter and it's a platform hopefully for conservatives where you have free speech and we'll see how it goes but it's something that's supposed to rival give conservatives a voice and talk about that uh of all things let me play this clip from cbsn the uh, liberal cbs networks put this out and let me play this little clip and they'll talk about what uh, president trump put out last week or not president trump but jason miller a friend of president trump so uh, take a listen to what from their point of view what's going on Joining us now to break this all down uh, is Dan Patterson. Dan, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, the app's debut brings a lot of confusion on just who is running the show. Do we know if Getter is the former president's new platform for his followers, or is this just the next shot at an app similar to something like Par Parler? Hi, Tom. It's good to see you. So I would put it in that camp of an app that is maybe a little similar to Parler. Uh, as of right now, uh, uh, Getter is not officially endorsed by former President Trump, which is kind of how he likes to do things, uh, have his associates build and acquire uh, maybe some of the liability. Um, and in this case, there could be quite a bit of liability or at least risk associated with building a new social network. We know that um, it was at least announced and maybe co-founded by Trump associate Jason Miller. Um, we know that it was funded at least in part by uh, Gua Wengi, uh, um, apologize for slaughtering the pronunciation there. He's a Chinese billionaire and um, also runs a foundation. He's a friend of former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. So although this doesn't have the official Trump stamp of approval or endorsement, um, it is certainly uh, maintained and funded by people in his universe. So after this news app broke, the app quickly saw imposters and an influx of racist content. What sort of content monitoring does it have in place currently? Yeah, so the site, kind of like a lot of other um, right-leaning social media sites, builds itself as a, air quotes, free speech social network. But really what that kind of means is uh, it's a euphemism for a lack of or very uh, lenient content moderation policies. And that's kind of what seems to be happening here. Look, the actual policies and how they will be enforced are still pretty ambiguous. Uh, the site was initially flooded by uh, far-right extremists. It was um, flooded by QAnon followers, but they also became a little frustrated and chatted on Telegram and, and some other places that are um, have large QAnon followers. 
followings, uh, that the site was kind of ambiguous about its moderation policies. So, you know, a lot of that, Tom, remains to be seen. Uh, what is very clear is that, uh, as we see from Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and others, content moderation is not easy, especially at large scale. And this site, at least according to the rhetoric used by Trump and his associates, aspires to operate at large scale. So far, it sounds like this app is going to face a string of challenges, some of which you just laid out. Um, do you foresee this app being successful or could this be another flop similar to the former president's uh, from the desk of Donald Trump site, which closed after slow web traffic? Uh, so, look, actually, back in April, we talked to a bunch of tech experts, everyone from uh, developers and uh, hard tech IT people to venture capitalists, and they all said that, um, look, although Trump may have defied some gravity in politics, it's harder to defy gravity in tech simply because uh, you have a lot of things outside your control uh, that you need to rely on. <laughs> Did you hear him say that Trump had defied gravity in politics, meaning they didn't think he should ever have gotten to the White House. Did he just say, quote, uh, Trump walked on water? Is that what he meant to say? <laughs> I don't know, but he, it still amazes so many liberal Democrats that President Trump was elected, and in their minds he wasn't legally elected. And they, In their minds they think Joe Biden legally won, but President Trump, was in there by a Russian hoax. It was a Russian hoax. He didn't help the Russians. That's been proven. And they still believe they want the narrative. Go back to what we talked about narratives. They want this narrative that the Russians helped elect Trump. We know it was, it was the Russian hoax. It was a witch hunt. And it, it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah, frustrating is the word. Trump never had a chance once he became president they were going after him to impeach him from day one. And they got uh, so many people tied into it. Uh, you know, Attorney General there, uh, the former Senator uh, Jeff Sessions from Alabama, and, and he was trying to be an honorable man, but they pushed him back, and they got rid of, uh, of course, uh, anybody that would be able to... Uh, to know what the intelligence services were doing, they they just got them wiped out. They got them pushed out. And so, uh, when when we hear that, the liberal Democrats now not want anybody to shine light on the past election on November third. Again, I think they all know something was uneasy about that election. Not there could only be a handful that really perfected the uh, uh, the illegal activities that probably went on. I'm not going to say they went on. I have no proof. But that's why we need the transparency of what's going on in Arizona. And I hope we'll get more news out of Arizona soon, and we'll talk about it. But other states need that, you know, just like in Georgia. President Trump mentioned it. They got 100,000 people off the voter rose in Georgia after the election and he only lost by 10,000 100,000 people were on the voter rolls that shouldn't have been on the voter rolls in the state of Georgia 100,000 and they went after and got them off the ballot off the voter rolls after the November 3rd election how incredibly uh, you know smart for the 
liberal Democrats, but how incredibly uh, that is not even talked about anywhere. And, and, and why doesn't Georgia say, let's go back and look at our election and what happened on November 3rd, and let's shine some light on it. But that's the narrative we keep hearing about. And, and so we look at what conservatives are doing, this getter, you know, uh, Mike Lindell put out something. What's going to stick? And it's hard. We got a Facebook page on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Go look up our Facebook. We tell you to like it. Well, are we going to keep it? If there's a better place out there, I don't like Facebook and what they're doing. I sure don't want, like what Mark Zuckerberg did as a private citizen. $400 million he put into the election only in Democratic districts for these boxes, drop-off boxes, never had been done before. And, and, and in some places, they were required to have security, so they put up, they put up cameras that had, were powered only by solar cells, so at night, there was nobody there. I mean, it, it's just it's frustrating to know what happened and that they get away with it. So uh, we've got to know. We've got to shine some light on that. But... In the future, will we still have a Facebook page at Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics? I don't know. But for now, we got it. And so we see what's out there. The trouble with so many people is they're so ingrained in their friends and, and what they have on Facebook. It's hard to let that go until something is built well enough to go right into it. And, and flip a lot of things over. So let's see what these networks are doing. Let's see what conservatives are putting together, like Getter and other things. And next week, we're going to talk about the Freedom Phone from Eric Finman. What, what will the Freedom Phone do? What will it do? What kind of apps? I don't know. But we're going to talk to Eric Finman next week about the Freedom Phone. So don't, don't miss next week's show. Hang on to your... Uh, hang on to everything you got, folks, because Joe Biden and the tax man cometh, and uh, socialists want to destroy this country. What better way to do it than spend everything not only we have, but spend everything your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Put them into debt. That's how you get to ground zero and, and call the whole system uh, corrupt is you get them to spend themselves into oblivion. It's happened for every world power throughout history. The communists know it, and they are pushing the liberal Democrats to just do it, spend, 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 and spend some more, print the money, because that's the way they get into power. You heard it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hey, we'll see you next week with uh, Eric Finman and... He'll tell us about the Freedom Phone. See you then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.